how do we finally transition into abundance? It has everything to do with our mind and what we believe. And that's the biggest, biggest thing is to... Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Welcome to this special masterclass. We brought some of the top experts in the world to help you unlock the power of your life through this specific theme today. It's going to be powerful. So let's go ahead and dive in. Nothing beats attending a live event. SeatGeek's site is easy to navigate, so you're able to select the best seats to see your favorite artists with confidence. With over 28 million downloads, SeatGeek is the number one rated ticketing app on the Apple App Store. There are more than 70,000 events on SeatGeek, including concerts, sports, festivals, and more. Plus, your tickets are backed by a buyer guarantee. Download the SeatGeek app and use code GREATNESS20 to get $20 off your first purchase. Offer applies to new customers only. Purchase must be over $50. The promo code is single use and valid through September 30th, 2024. Get tickets on SeatGeek now. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, multiple systems, delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. That's obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite and you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com greatness. That's netsuite.com greatness. Any S-U-I-T-E.com/slash-G-R-E-A-T-N-E-S-S. To create a physical world, a material world, and then the greater secret takes that to a whole new level, mm-hmm. actually. And so then you really get to see that, oh my gosh, it's super easy to create anything I want. Like really so easy because if we have a belief it's hard, then it's going to be hard, you know. And so and so it has everything to do with our mind and what we believe. Mm. And so if we believe a thought, it will manifest. End of story, manifest. So if we believe we are deserving of great love, then yeah. we will manifest. If we believe we we're totally. going to be poor, we're going to stay poor. If we believe Absolutely. we don't deserve something, then mm-hmm. it's not going to come to yeah. us. And, you know, it's interesting because because uh, for all of us, you know, and uh, we've been conditioned, you know, I mean, you were very fortunate because you, you had a, a childhood where your mind was opened and you were opened and your heart was opened. And that's the biggest, biggest thing is to open yourself to the possibility that everything isn't the way it appears to be. And so even if you can just open yourself to that possibility just for a moment, you can pick up it all the next day. You can take it all with you the next day that it's all real and everything that you're seeing. But if you just for a moment open to the possibility that things might not be the way that you think they are, then you have the greatest opportunity to really discover something incredible, how incredible you are. So 
So with the secret, yeah, I describe it really. And so I really simplify it and the law of attraction because I would say to anybody, if you would just think about what you want, that's all you'd ever get in your life. Ooh, it's as simple as that. But a lot right? of people, yeah. <laughs> but a lot of people think a lot of negative things consistently. It's on a loop that just holds yeah. them into this negative pattern. So mm -hmm. how do we break that negative thought pattern? Right. So so you I mean the mind is like a computer program. So and and the fact that it's on a negative loop is because we programmed it on a negative loop. But but you know, we could have been influenced when we were children and things like that. So um, so one of the things that the mind loves is loves repetition. I mean, loves it. You know, if you really watch your thoughts, this is the same old thoughts over and over again, you know, it's just kind of dishing up the same old thing. So it loves repetition. So the way you can override a program is to put in the opposite, you know, and when you start out, you know, you feel like you're lying, you know, you'll say something like, you know, you might be really broke. Gee, I was when I was making the secret. So um, you, you might not have any money and you're trying to instill, you know, wealth and prosperity and riches. And every time you say it, you feel a contraction in your body because you know you don't have it. But, you know, truly, because I did it myself, after a while you change it, you, re you really begin to change it. And you don't quite have that contraction anymore. And then you start to see money coming in, you know, in, in different ways. Um, and, and, it, and, and or you can be given things that you were going to buy and now you don't have to buy it or so you begin to see you start to see signs of land you know is one of the great one of the great new thought thought um, writers would say talk about a sign of land so you start to see sign of land now that's what I did in the secret you can do gratitude that will turn everything around that will make you feel good that will get you off the negative rant but those negative thoughts are coming from beliefs held in the subconscious mind, right? That's where, where do the those, beliefs stem from for most of us? They stem mostly from our childhood conditioning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Somebody's, our parents said something to us. We just swallowed it, hook, line and sinker. You know, we're like, right, that's a belief. And, uh, and so we take it in and, and then we have all these beliefs that, that uh, and you can hear, you know, if, you, if you're talking to somebody, like if, if, if somebody says, oh, I believe da, 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 or because we say that all the time, or somebody says, I think da, 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 behind those two, uh, behind those two statements are going to be a belief. Mm. And so the really interesting thing, they're hard to spot because you believe they're true. <laughs> they seem real, right? yeah. They seem so you real. don't think, yeah, you don't think they're a belief. You, you think they're real, you know, and so they can be hard to spot. But if you start to listen to yourself, you know, I believe or I think, or especially look at the things that you have a really strong opinion about, mm. because where you have a really strong opinion is a belief that's underneath that. So, so one of the things that in the latest book is that I show how to. Um, show how to dissolve those those beliefs and just really by some of the things that I've just mentioned and uh, and and you can dissolve them and you just feel free every time a belief goes out you feel completely free you know it's an it's amazing amazing feeling to you just feel as light as a feather and actually you feel invincible yeah because can you imagine like if we have the, the for example, the uh, the feeling of doubt, right? Doubt and uncertainty. Now, doubt and uncertainty play a big part in most people's lives, and they can be paralyzing those two things. So just imagine living a life zero doubt, zero uncertainty. I mean, incredible. How do we but get to a place of not doubting ourselves? You can because you need to know who you are. <laughs> you need to know who you are. So that you don't doubt yourself, because because the one the one that is doubting is the ego, the one that is doubting is the mind, and it's not who we are. So then you've got to become very aware of your thoughts. That one that is doubting the one the negative thoughts they're all coming from the ego, hmm. right? All of them, because who you are would never have a negative thought ever, ever. Who you are would never judge. Who you are doesn't have. Who you are is allowing and accepting. And so you, so all of those things are coming from the ego and they are not who you are. And that voice in your head that you hear, that, that voice that's, you know, so familiar to you and seems to know an awful lot about you, 
and sounds like you, that voice is not you. That voice is just a program. Mm. What was the voice that was in your head consistently pre-secret that you had to overcome that belief? Wow. And, and then, <laughs> and then what's been the, the program? Because I feel like every new evolution of us is going to be some type of thing to overcome. So has there been something you've had to overcome in the last 15 years post-secret to get to the next level? Definitely negative thoughts. Definitely. Before, before the secret, you had a lot of oh, before this, Oh, heaps. I was like everybody. I was <laughs> like everybody. I was just like, oh, I was pointing out all the things that were wrong. And somehow I was kind of brought up, and I think a lot of us are, that you're a good person if you, if you point out the things that are wrong, you know. You have to speak up and say, that's wrong. You know, that shouldn't be happening. And, and, uh, and, so I, I was kind of brought up with that too, and so that's brought up with judgment, and that does not help us at all. Judgment, we need to put it in the trash <laughs> yeah. because that does that does not belong with us. And the one who is judging is the ego. That's it's the ego. It's judging. The one that has negative thoughts is the ego. So so I had all of that going on. You know, I had doubt. I had uncertainty. I had feelings of unworthiness. I had heaps of stress. Oh my god, <laughs> heaps of stress. I was this like is pre living, pre the book pre secret. Yeah. yeah, living on the edge. You know, I was like this with life, like white knuckles. You know. <laughs> What's going to happen next? You know, something bad's going to happen and being really afraid, it's, you know, something's going to happen to somebody I love. or mm. So, I mean, I live my life like that and, and I think everybody does and, it, and they just kind of keep it all squashed down, you know, and, but most people live their life that way. And, I mean, it, you know, in the last year, if you've been terrified, you know, in the last year and really fearful in the last year, you know, all of that, Fear has been given to you as this lovely gift, you know, <laughs> when you were maybe a child. And it's like, here's a whole lot of things to be fearful about. And, uh, and then we go through fear. And, I mean, it's very easy to see that there's no pandemic that is fear, a fear-based pandemic. Mm. Why do we know that? Because there are many people who are not afraid. And so if the pandemic was, you know, in the world was actually a, a real fear um, manifestation, then every single person on the planet would be fearful. And while there are a lot of people fearful, there are still a lot who are not. Yeah. So that just shows you that the fear was already here with us, you know, yeah. before the pandemic came along. Right. Yeah. What was, the, what was the belief that you still had to overcome post-secret because you, you overcame a lot to be able to create something like that. There was this incredible yeah. movement. But then were there but, uh, other negative beliefs that still held you back? Oh, yeah. The biggest one, the biggest one was that I was abundant. That was the biggest one. That was your because, limit, a limiting belief? Or, yeah, or, that, that was the one I, I had been brought up with. We can't afford it. We don't uh -huh. have enough, you know, and money would come into my hands. It would slip through my fingers. You know, things would break down. The universe would do all these things to get the money out of my hands. It would just like <laughs> take, take it, it away. Yeah. yeah, because I had this belief that I did not have an abundant amount of money and uh, that I was always in struggle. And that came from my parents, bless them, you know, they're beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, but that, that came from them, you know, we can't afford it and all of those things. So I was brought up with that as many of us are. So the, the one thing, one that I had the biggest thing to overcome, the belief, the biggest thing to overcome was the belief in lack of money. And, and I knew I needed to overcome that for the secret to sweep the world. To be able to attract and bring you. Yeah, yeah. because if I didn't overcome that, how could it possibly? Why would money come to you then? Exactly. Yeah. So I had to overcome it. How did, you, over, how did you overcome oh, that? I mean, oh, how do you overcome the... The fear I, of lack, of the not having yeah. enough, never, I'm not worthy of money. How do we finally transition into abundance? Mm. I did that by many, many things. I tried many things, uh, all kinds of, I was experimenting with it. So, I mean, I would just walk down the street and say, there's prosperity. Everyone breathing in prosperity. I'd do all these 
um, affirmations, you know, I'm breathing in prosperity with every breath I take. I am, my substance is prosperity. I am abundant. I am worthy, you know. And so I would say all these affirmations, I would have them all pinned up around the apartment that I was staying in and so that I would see them and read them every day. So that was just one thing I did. Mm-hmm. Then what I would do, the biggest thing was because at the time I was in incredible debt. I was making the secret and I just didn't have the money to make it. Wow. And I started out $2 million in debt, mind you, because of a whole lot of shows that went really wrong. And so you were producing TV shows at the time. Yeah, I was. And so, I mean, $2 million in debt makes it sound like I had a lot of money. I never had anything like that money. But these particular movies that we're making, they ran over budget. And so I started with $2 million in debt. I remember I discovered the secret and I went to my accountant and I said, you have to do whatever it takes to keep my company afloat. I'm going to make something that's going to change the world. I'm going to make it. You keep my company going. And so, and, and you know, and he just said, he just said, okay. And, uh, and so I took out, oh my gosh, I maxed every credit card I had to the limit. I, I mortgaged my home to the absolute limit. I took overdrafts out on my company so I could make, the documentary. Wow. <laughs> and and so I had crushing debt coming in on me and I needed more money to keep making it. So it was a journey of absolute luck, you know, and the luck was just an expression of what I'd been brought up with. So I had to turn that around. So one of the things I did, like the um, when I would go and get, used to get, then you would get your bills or accounts in the mail, you know, it wasn't all online. And so oh, I go to the mailbox, you know, and straight away wow. my stomach, my stomach would like. Oh, and if man. anybody's been in that situation where you just don't have enough money and you've got all these bills, it's a horrible feeling, you know. And my my whole body would contract, and I would know that is attracting a lack of money, <laughs> and that's not attracting abundance. So I used to do this thing whereby. I would do gratitude and and I would listen to music and I would do all of as many things as I could until I felt really, really good. And I would just say to myself, I am abundant and nothing would object. No thought would object. And I'm like, right, now's the time to open the mail, right? Well, I'm feeling really, really good. And so then I would open the, the, the bills and I would look at each one as though it was a check. I would imagine it's a check, wow. not a bill. So you played a game in your mind and you're like, okay, here's my mind. So powerful. Although you cannot change conditions or circumstance, you don't have to let them control you. Mm. We can't control what's going on outside, but we can control what's going on inside. You know, and unfortunately, I don't think many of us have been raised to really understand that. Yeah. And it's a lack of understanding that's causing all our problems, you know. But how, I mean, how, how can you say that to someone who's like, well, I don't feel like I have control on the inside when it seems like everything has power over me. What's something they can well, start you to know, shift? You see, the truth is for, for that person, that would be true, mm-hmm. that they're being controlled by outside. We <laughs> look at it this way. We are the only creature on the planet that's totally disoriented in our environment. <laughs> all the little squirrels, the birds, the every, all the animals are completely at home in their environment. They blend in. Mm. You and I are totally disoriented in our environment. We've been given the mental faculties to create our own environment. However, we go right through school and we've never learned that. We have higher faculties And the average person has no knowledge of how to operate with them, how to develop them. We have perception, the will, reason, imagination, memory, and intuition. Now, those mental faculties, they're not just words. They're actually mental faculties that we can use to take control over our world and to create the environment that we want. But unfortunately, we grow up, we don't know that. We've been raised to live through by what we see, hear, smell, taste, and touch, our physical senses. And we've been raised to be controlled by what's going on outside. As little kids, will you listen to what I'm telling you? Will you look at this? You know, 
And so it's all outside. Um, we get our report card and that tells us what kind of student we are. But it really tells us where our mind was at for a few minutes three weeks ago. Mm. Got nothing to do with who we are. Mm. So I think we're, we're raised in ignorance, actually. There's a very small percentage of the population that have a reasonably clear understanding of who they are and what they're capable of doing. But the ones that do are in the minority. Our whole company has been dedicated to teaching that to people for the last 50 some years. Powerful. You, you talked about the five faculties, the five mental faculties, and I even touched on this briefly in our, in our previous interview, but I'm curious, yeah. I have a new question for you. Which of the faculties typically is the hardest to, I guess, master or you know, become efficient in, to use to your advantage in a positive way, and which is the one that you feel like um, hurts us the most when we don't master? Well, I think reason is probably, <laughs> it's the one that's spoken about by almost all the great leaders. Yeah. Um, they've all been complete unanimous agreement that we become what we think about. It's our reasoning factor that enables us to think. Um, Ford says thinking's the hardest work there is, which is the probable reason so few people engage in it. Mm. Dr. Ken McFarland, uh, who's gone for a long time now, but he was a great educator down in Kentucky. He one time said 2% of the people think, 3% think they think, and 95% would actually rather die than think. <laughs> now, you know, that sounds cute, but it's true. If you stop and listen to what most people are saying, it's going to be fairly obvious they're not thinking. Mm. If you stand back and watch what most people are doing, it's fairly obvious they're not thinking. Well, they would never say or do what they're doing. Most people today have their television on the news and they're just soaking up all the stuff that's going on that's dominating the media right now. So they've become a plaything for what's going on outside. Mm. And that's why they're living in such fear. By consuming the media of whether it's true or accurate or not true, you're, you're being manipulated Absolutely. in a sense. Yeah. It's not a matter of whether it's true or not. Is this how you want to spend your life just listening to that? Mm. Um, that doesn't mean you should deny it. It doesn't mean that you should say, well, that's all false. Um, I don't know whether it's true or false. It's just bad news. I don't want to be involved in it. Yeah. Am I aware that it's there? Well, you'd almost have to be dead not to be aware that it's there. But that doesn't mean you have to spend your time thinking on that. Mm. I would much rather yeah. activate some of my creative faculties and do something that's constructive. In a time... And a time on, under crisis and, and uh, worry and, and fear for a lot of people, what should we be thinking about? How should we be using our imagination in different ways as opposed to fixating on the bad news? One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And actually, I was thinking about something I wanted to share. I get a lot of questions from you about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there who are often on the go, like I am. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making some extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start, and it's like giving your home some company while you're away. Many people host on Airbnb, including some friends of mine who have raved to me about their experience, but there are some people out there who've never imagined their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle, and it's a great way to earn some extra money. So if you have a home, but you're not always at home, you've got yourself an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
ever notice how your relationship with your wireless carrier can have the same yada yada as a bad romantic relationship? Like you're treated special at the beginning with exciting gifts and offers, but then ignored and overlooked later on. Or your partner gets a wandering eye, like how some wireless carriers start focusing their attention on newer customers. Well, if this sounds like your wireless carrier, it might be time to put an end to the yada yada. Now at Metro, existing customers get that new customer feeling again and again. Introducing Metro Flex. More than just free 5G phones when you join, get the same great deals as new customers on select devices like Samsung, Motorola, and Rebel when you stay 12 months and trade in a phone. It's the first of many initiatives Metro is making to ensure all of the customers feel valued. That's not a yada yada. Stop by your neighborhood Metro store, bring your number and ID, and sign up for an eligible Metro Flex plan. When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Well, I think a good idea right now would be spend some time thinking about how are we going to adapt mm. when this is gone? Yeah. Because we're, we're going to live in a different world. We're not going to be in the same world when this is um, all blown over, then we're in right now. It's going to be quite different. Yeah. People are not going to be rushing out to big events where there's a lot of people. They're not going to be rushing to restaurants. I think they're going to be very careful about what they do, where they think, and where they're going. So I was listening to Seneca, and he said, if you're a public speaker, don't look for a stage for a little while because you're not going to have one. Yeah. Now, this also presents great opportunities. It's um, for us, for my company, we're um, going online, you know, full speed ahead. Now, fortunately, we built the studio mm -hmm. four or five years ago, so. You're prepared. We're, we're equipped and we're ready. Yeah. We can, um, we can broadcast. We were. We had a training class going in here um, just last week with about 300 of our consultants from all over the world. We had a three-day training program for them, and it was very effective. Online. We didn't have to come together. Yeah, yeah. We did it from right here. Yeah. I mean, you, you're known for doing these powerful transformational workshops in person. So for yeah. someone, I mean, it's, it's very inspiring for me, for someone at your age where would be the excuse of most people your age to say, well, I don't understand this technology thing. And I've been doing this, this way of business for so long. It's always worked this way. And I'm not going to try to reinvent or evolve and pivot and grow in this way. So it's really inspiring to see someone your age with your, your level of experience and say, you know what, I'm embracing it. Maybe I don't like it. Maybe you do like it, but you're embracing it and making the most of it as opposed to resisting. Because what happens when we start to resist in our life? What, what truly happens? Well, when we resist it, we create it in our mind. That's all we think about. Um, you see, I guess my age really has nothing to do with it, but it, I formed that attitude a long time ago. Yeah. I didn't like the idea that when you've lived for so long, you've got to cut out, you've got to stop. I thought, hell, I don't like that idea at all. Um, first of all, I think we're... We're, I believe we're here to do God's work. God's work is creation, you know, mm -hmm. uh, expansion, fuller expression, greater goodness. Um, and if we're going to do that, we're going to be working at it all the time we're here on this planet. We never stop. So age should have no bearing on it. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a couple not, of people ask me when we started to build this place, we, we put a couple of million dollars into this, and somebody said, how old are you? <laughs> and I think I was probably 83 when they started to break ground. They said, you're 83, and you're going to spend $2 million building a studio? 
And I said, yeah, like, why not? I mean, you see, we let things that really have no concern, we let them bother us, we let them control us. Mm. Age is a dumb thing to let control you. It's our thinking that controls everything. That's the one point every great leader of the read on. We become what we think about. Well, what's a person thinking? I'm thinking if I get old, I got to stop. Well, then you'll stop. Mm. Or I'm thinking, well, if I've been here a long time, I've got a lot of experience. I want to utilize that experience to keep me going as long as I am here. I mean, anybody had their head screwed on right um, a few years ago would know that this thing is going to take over. Yeah. And if we don't learn how to use it, we're toast. So, you know, I was doing seminars on my iPad because I can run it right onto a monitor and out through to the universe. Yeah. What should we be thinking about the most right now in your mind? If I think we should be thinking thing. about our future. I think we should be thinking about the, uh, the greatness, like it's uh, the school of greatness. I think we ought to be thinking about the greatness that we've got locked up within us. Mm. and bring it to the surface. Everyone has deep reservoirs of talent and ability within them. And they can bring it to the surface to accomplish anything they want. Now to sit in fear um, and wonder what's going to happen, mm. that is a dumb waste of your talent and your time. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's what most of the media is uh, promoting right now. To believe in fear is to believe in something you can't see. To believe in faith is to believe in something you can't see. Well, if you have a choice, I think I'd choose faith over fear. Mm, absolutely. I think I believe where I can really see something happen. I believe we're going to have a phenomenal year in our company. Wow. In fact, our, um, I have business partner, Sandy Gallagher, and a very bright lady was a securities attorney prior to joining us. She ran a program this morning for um, our entire company. We have about 70 people in the company. She was teaching masterminding to them all mm. and saying how this is important that every one of us get involved in this, that we learn the basics of masterminding, that Napoleon Hill uh, brought to the world, let's say, way back in the 30s. Mm -hmm. Now, I think that's what we should be teaching people. Uh, Sandy was on the right track there. So I think we ought to be thinking about what we're going to build. How big are we going to do it? Where are we going to do it? When are we going to start? Our goals have not changed. They're very big. They're very ambitious. And we're not letting this virus slow us down one bit. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we're trying to figure out how can we use this to speed it up? Mm -hmm. There you go. Here and you can't. You can't get rid of it. Use it to your advantage. Yeah. There is a way we can use it to our advantage. People are more dependent upon the phone. Uh, I've got a computer here. They're dependent on their phone, their computer, more than they've ever been. We can reach them anywhere in the world through those mediums. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Use them to your advantage. You, talk, you talked about fear for a second. I'm curious. When we live in a state of fear, what does that do to us? And when we, the second part to this, when we, feel that fear and we become aware of it, what should we be thinking or doing or acting on in order to shift into a more positive state? Do you know, that is one hell of a good question. <laughs> and it's a question most people are not able to answer. Mm. First of all, the cause of fear is ignorance. That is the cause of fear. And so if you follow the ignorance, it doesn't start out as fear. The ignorance starts out in a conscious level as doubt and worry. Mm -hmm. That's on a conscious level. We're doubting or we're worrying. Then we take whatever image comes into our consciousness of the doubt and the worry, and we turn it over to our emotional mind. That's what causes the fear. Well, that fear then has to be expressed through the body, through mm -hmm. the only instrument it can be expressed through, our physical body. It sets up a vibration known as anxiety. Anxiety is not expressed. Anxiety becomes suppressed. Ooh. We suppress it. And the suppression then turns to depression, which turns to disease, which turns to decay. You see, 
you're talking about a track a person gets on, it's a very negative track. It's ignorance, don't worry, fear, anxiety, suppression, depression, disease, disintegration. Now the polar opposite of all that, the opposite of ignorance is knowledge. Mm. There's only one way to get to knowledge, and that is to study. Mm. Now, unfortunately, uh, school didn't do the job that it was designed to do for most of us. Mm -hmm. School should teach us to love to study. Mm. Not, really to, not, to, not to dread studying and homework no. and tests. <laughs> they should teach us to love it. Yeah. Because study leads to the opposite of don't worry, which is understanding. See, it's study that leads to understanding. We understand how to handle the fear. Mm. It's understanding that enables us to cause us to understand where the fear starts. The understanding, then, we want to say, what do we understand? We want to understand this whole universe operates by law. Mm. One of the laws is the law of opposite. The opposite of don't worry is understanding. Mm. Now, if the don't worry leads to fear, what's understanding leads to? Understanding leads to faith. The faith leads to expression, well-being and expression. It's not depression. Mm. It's not suppression. It's not anxiety. The faith leads to well-being. The well-being then is expression, acceleration, because we're at ease. We're not at, there's not disease. So you're dealing with polar opposites. There's two yeah. different sides to things. And when we understand that, our world starts to change. It's by understanding that that we learn how to deal with these pandemics when they hit. Mm -hmm. And they will hit. There will be others. There always has been, all down through history. If you look back. There's been things like this happen in the past. And unfortunately, the masses are sort of paralyzed by it. Yeah. Why do we do that as people? Why do we feed people more of what scares them as opposed to what you and I do, which because is Because that's to what people want. That's Why? what they buy. People Why? don't buy good news. People buy bad news. Why though? Can you imagine if everybody that tunes into CNN tuned into the school of, tuned into the school of greatness every week? be amazing. Can you imagine if everybody that tunes into Fox tuned into your school of greatness every week? Have you any idea the impact you could have on the world? That's what we're trying to do. It'd be enormous. <laughs> It'd be enormous. Yeah. People want bad news. It resonates with where their mind is programmed. They're programmed with negative information. Mm. Their paradigm is all bad news. It's what we're programmed with. Now, is everybody new? There's a small select group of people that don't fall into that category. And they are always working diligently trying to lift everybody up. It's not an easy thing to do. But every now and then, a Lewis Howes would come along and start a school of greatness and he'll call in different people that feed into that concept that are in harmony with that, that resonate with that. And so it makes it interesting for the listener. And then and that's how it goes. Yeah. And that's what you're doing and that's what I'm doing. Yeah. And it's not a losing battle. It just appears like it is. <laughs> I'm just, winning. Yeah. I think you're winning. Now, we're not, we're not drawing the numbers that CNN's drawing, but the ones we draw are saying, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You yeah. got it. You got it. We're making an impact on them for sure. I'm curious. <clears throat> I want to ask you more about self-doubt because this is something I've been fascinated with for the last few years as I, I spent most of my life dealing with trying to understand how to overcome doubting myself and achieve the sports goals, business goals, relationship goals that I had throughout my younger years. And I became obsessed with learning how to eliminate doubt. And I've been researching this more and just trying to learn from people like yourself on how you have dealt with self-doubt over the years and how you think anyone who feels like they're doubting themselves, what can they do to go from doubt into confidence, what do you think is the path? Okay, that's a good question. It ties in with the previous question you asked. What do we do with fear? Fear comes from the doubt. So the doubt becomes the cause of the fear. 
which is the cause of the anxiety, etc. The doubt is the cause, fear is the effect. What is the polar opposite to doubt? Understanding. Mm. It's understanding. That's the opposite of doubt. So what is it we want to understand? Well, if it's me that's entertaining doubt, why am I entertaining doubt? If I were to find out who I really am, mm. and I believe everything that's been taught down through the centuries, I would have no <clears throat> doubt. I would be realizing that I could do anything. And the only thing that's causing a doubt is lack of understanding. So I'm going to keep studying. I'll gain a better understanding. I don't doubt myself. I don't doubt what I can do. Um, does that mean that I can do everything? No. When doubt appears, I'll eliminate it. And I'll eliminate it fast because I'm going to figure out how to do whatever it is I'm doubting. Yeah. And you see, if it's me that I'm doubting, it's because <clears throat> I don't understand me well enough. Mm. I did a broadcast the other day. It was all over the place. We had thousands into it on self-image. And we've got to get a better image of ourselves. We have to get a true image of ourselves, understand who we are, how our mind functions. Realize this physical instrument we're living in is nothing but an instrument. It's the instrument of the mind. And the mind expresses itself with and through this thing we call our body. Well, let's understand that better. This thing, you got enough power in your one hand to light up that building you're in for probably mm. a month. Wow. There's about 11 million kilowatt hours per pound potential energy locked up in the electrons and the atoms of the body. Well, that's the invisible power that's in me. I want to understand that better. How, what, that's the physical side. What's the higher side? Higher side is my intellectual side. And that is the intellectual factors that I run through earlier. Perception, will, reason, imagination, memory, and intuition. There's six of them. And um, as I understand those more, as I understand my intellectual factors, I'm using the things that I'm utilizing and developing the things that separate me from all the rest of the animal kingdom of which I'm a part. Mm. Then I can tap into the spiritual essence of who I am because we're spiritual beings. And that's where the greatness lies. How you hypnotize yourself for success, what that was like, and uh, I guess just that process. It, it, look, I think, I think the vision at a young age wasn't, I wouldn't call it as much, it was, it was the early development of manifestation, mm -hmm. right? And, and it was drawing, I have a self-portrait of myself from when I'm 14 years old, where it's me, I, this is no joke, it is me in a matching hat and shoes, like, like with a skateboard on the side, all of these, like this art easel, and then just stacks and stacks of money. Really? Right? And I you was, drew this? I hand drew it, right? And it's like, the most fascinating aspect is it's this bizarre matching hat to shoes combo, you know, and, and to me, like I always like could feel intuitively the law of attraction, right? Really? And so even when I look at like I needed, I, I was lost at 25 years old when I was like searching for some sort of way to, I was like a fix to help like redirect me and get me uh, re-motivated and refocused. And that's why I was looking for a hypnotist, right? Mm. And then I found a hypnotist who was at the Scripps La Jolla, hospital and like and so to me i'm like okay this is a this is like a clinical psychologist hypnotist this is real right, right? and so when i got in not there, some stage performer yeah, yeah and so to me it was like like when i got in there i was like looking for like you know give me make me focused on skateboarding so i can win contests like you know whatever my vision was and he immediately did this test and said you don't believe you were meant to be successful at your subconscious level and so that's anyway what he discovered after doing yeah, he some did tests, these, like, yeah. tests. And then the initial hypnotis, hypnosis was just reinforcing at the subconscious level that I was meant to be successful, right? That I believed that, right? How do you believe? How do you learn to believe that if you hadn't believed it 
until then. And look, I I would say that I I had I I grew it and built it at an early age and was starting to lose it. Okay. And so then you got it, helped. which made you a professional at sixteen right. and kind of go to the next level. But then somewhere you lost it. Right. He reinforced it, and then boom, you know. And most recently, I went uh, to his house, you know, like a year ago. Really. Yeah, I went to his house. He's like this hypnotist now, his lifelong friend. You know what I mean? I found him in the yellow pages. It was pre internet. The great Dr. George Pratt. And so, you know, I will, you know, I've sent friends there. I go see him all the time. You know, on my five year anniversary, he presided over the five year anniversary of our, uh, when we renewed our vows. Um, But I'm like, hey, can you just give me a check real quick? Uh, I just want to verify that I'm going to be a billionaire. He's like, come on in here. He's like, come on, stop it. You know that's going to happen. Wow. Like him, like his like psychological power. He's like, stop it. And it's just like, you're right, Dr. George. Uh, but look, I think even, you know, we were both in, in Think and Grow Rich that I um, had, we had shot before we did the initial interview together too. Uh, he was in the movie? No, no, you, me and you. Oh, yeah, yeah, gotcha, yeah. Right? And, and it was... Even back then, like now I'm evolving and, and getting more mm. intuitive of things yes. being attracted to me. But it wasn't till 2018. I was in a bit of a, a, you know, like a bit of a pit of chaos, right? Because here's these great plans that I have built that were unfolding. 2016, it was all coming alive, right? Our interview was at peak youthful energy of like, mm-hmm. the world is mine. I just moved to Beverly Hills. I'm having my first child. Got my new office in Beverly Hills, like my forever estates. Just launched the machine that month, right? Remember, all man. of these things, like I'm gonna build and sell all these companies. Still had never done it. Just the vision, the hope, everything the energy of what was going to become. And, and so. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And actually I was thinking about something I wanted to share. I get a lot of questions from you about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there who are often on the go, like I am. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making some extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start, and it's like giving your home some company while you're away. Many people host on Airbnb, including some friends of mine who have raved to me about their experience, but there are some people out there who've never imagined their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle, and it's a great way to earn some extra money. So if you have a home, but you're not always at home, you've got yourself an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Can you believe we're almost halfway through this year? And that blows my mind. And I've been starting to reflect on what I've accomplished in 2024 already and what I still want to accomplish before the end of this year. When life goes so fast, it's important to take a moment to celebrate your wins and make adjustments for the rest of the year. And therapy can help you take stock and inventory of your progress and set achievable goals for the next six months. And I'm a huge advocate for therapy. It changed my life and I believe it's a great option for everyone no matter where you're at in your emotional life. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime you need to for no additional charge. Take a moment, visit betterhelp.com Lewis today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Lewis. Um, um... But in 2018, like, things got sideways, right? The energy got sideways. How so? Was this the NBC uh, show that didn't work no, out? No, this was this? them talking about, like, ridiculousness going away, right? Really? And I had built Super Jacket for it to be acquired, and it was just like, wow. It's like this entire thing that I've got, like, built up, and this is the first company I'm building to sell, is going to kind of drift away here. And my wife suggested... Like, why don't we just watch The Secret? Wow. And so I'm like, you know, like, what, you know, and I kind of remember The Secret, you know, I sort of like remember The Secret. And then, I mean, the first 15 minutes, it just shifted my being. Really? It shifted my being in way of thinking of like, like, stop it. Like, look at who you are, what you've done, and look at like, like the good that 
has constantly like found its way to you. Don't lose sight of that. Like, and mm. I began to practice belief. And literally, like a, a month later, my my internal medicine specialist is talking about meditation, and I'm like, I have to meditate. And she's like, Oh, I. I in my office, we have this new company that has these meditation pods, the Soma Dome, right? And I'm like, can I try it out? And inside this Soma Dome, it's a guided meditation about manifestation. Really? And so what I started doing in 2018 is I was like, I'm not going to like hope for the law of attraction. I'm going to begin to practice it. So I would go to sleep every night watching The Secret. So it was the last thing I went to bed. And then when I would get up in the morning, I would get in my dome, right? And I would just like think of all the things I wanted to happen, right? And so instead of thinking in 2018 when they were talking about ending ridiculousness and I was in season 12, I wasn't, I wasn't, I decided I wasn't going to manifest uh, season 13, I was going. I kept manifesting, walking on the stage, introducing season thirty. Right? Holy cow! So you weren't thinking I, about the next season. You were thinking no, about twenty seasons away. Right, right. And and so, for me, Holy. like, like it then um, evolved and like it literally began. It was like the 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 seas began to part. Right, because what happened is oh. because I own the production now. I was able to negotiate directly with the head of the network on the unit economics of the show rather than talent and producing fees. And so we got to a place where we decided from a business perspective what was best for the network and the the ever-changing landscape of linear cable. And Mm. I gave him the problem, like, give me the price you want. And then let me go and try to make it happen. Because you used to have a talent feed that was bigger, and then you said, right. let's and work And somebody it, so. else would produce it. Now right. I produced the entire thing, own the entire production, so I understood where all the opportunity was to get it to his wow. cost. And that, it's a nuance now, wow. right? So I negotiated with him on the unit economics, where most, like, even big celebrities and producers are still, like, like it's fees, you yes. know? Like, you don't have the ability to get in, in that into depth because you don't you don't understand or own the production company at that le- level and so it goes from right there i got it to his number we negotiated and i was getting uh, 30 episode seasons at a time back then and i said i can only do this price if we get to 42 episodes and you got to pick up multiple seasons wow and i was hoping for two he picked up four Right. And so it went from thinking that it was completely um, like I'm going to have to regroup and like like televisions over here to like now you're shooting 186. <laughs> right. Like and the beauty of it was is I had built the company up to that point. You needed three years of EBITDA to take it to market and sell it. The entire plan was like, we got to get through the third year and take it to market. And on the third year, they were like, we don't think the show's coming back. Basically like, okay, oh, that man. means the production company's going out of business after I was getting ready to take it to market and be my big first win. And instead, that 186 order, I took it straight to market. Now I took it to market. Here's the three years in EBITDA. And we have the biggest order in the history of cable television, right? Like That's the that, biggest order? Uh, one of the biggest ones, wow. right? And so that is how huge that, that, that changed. And then what happens? Now they have more episodes, they air more. It gets this new, entirely new life. Then they're like, can we get more? Really? Then by the, by the following year, you know, and keep in mind, in that time, I sold the company. What right? year was this now? Uh, the company was acquired in 2019, okay. right? So, um, and then it was like, it had this explosion. So then it's like, how many can you uh, give us? And I'm like, so I went through all time management, all aspect. Because keep in mind, I'm still doing all of this while living super balanced, happy, mm-hmm. normal life. So I could do 250 max. 250 in a a year? Yeah. And then I was like, but in order to do that, like, can you pick up two years? And then they were like, what? No brainer. Let's do it. So they then ordered 500. 500 eps? Yes. In two years. In two years. And that put me 
to 30 seasons, right? So Holy. it's like, so, you know. Oh, my goodness. And, and again, so I, you're and visualizing I, 30. Visualizing 30. And, and I'll tell you one thing. You know, I, I, I actually spent some time with wow. the great Dr. Joey uh, Dispenza, Spenza. right? And, and the, the one thing I heard from him is this idea of don't try to think it, try to feel it. You know, don't when you're when you're trying to, to like tap into the quantum field and 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 generate energy and the law of attraction, the things that you are thinking about, think about the feeling. That's why I thought of I like went through the feeling of like what it feels like to be on stage, welcome to season thirty, right? So it's a much more richer sort of existence. So now now it's like I practice it every single day. I am, I am in, um, you know, that Soma Dome meditation pod, like feeling what I want to happen wow. seven days a week, almost never miss a day, right? And I track it super extensively and like literally it's like 97, 96, like almost every, like, like 97% of this entire year I have been in there just visualizing what I want to happen. I gotta get one of these domes. Yeah, look, it's not, look. <laughs> keep, keep in mind, like that's. Think how hard it is to just meditate every day. That's so hard, right? Think about how hard it is to just do anything healthy every for, day. For five, ten minutes. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a. I didn't do it wow. overnight. I had to grow into it. It's a muscle. Getting that mm-hmm. level of discipline, being able to commit to it. You need to do it over and over. You you go through your highs and lows. You stop for a little bit. You go back mm-hmm. to it. You stop like it. It goes like that till you finally grow the muscle of the consistency and the discipline to where it turns into a way of life. Yeah. I just don't. I now I can't even imagine not doing. It. If I don't do it in a day, I'm like, oh, like right. where are all my dreams? You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, How important is it for people to feel their what they want to manifest on a daily basis then, as opposed to once in a while? I mean, look, I'm, I'm living proof that you can exponentially accelerate towards it if it's part of your focus. You Where know? do you think you'd be if you didn't do that on a daily basis? It, 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 it's hard and to say. And go to sleep almost every night watching The Secret yeah, or something like I mean, look, like but I, I, look, I've been, I've been falling asleep to a lot of Jim Rohn, this mm-hmm. old Jim Rohn, yeah, this, this old school sort of, his sort of philosophy that's also super sharp. Because cause what I've just found is, is like you're... Like this, you know, I'm going to fall asleep instantly, right? Like I sleep pure and quick, but it's like, like, let me be in this like sort of growth mindset yes. as I'm like drifting off asleep to, to like set the tone, right? For, for what it is. So I, I don't know. And it's, again, I think with a lot of stuff that I do, it's extreme, right? It's <laughs> yeah. like so extreme. Like you, you know, track every minute of your life. Yeah, like yeah. tracking all every minute of my life, having the qualitative data of every single day, asking myself how I feel about my life, zero to ten, right? And uh, of life, work, and health. The beauty of that is it's it is it is a clear indication of the quality of your life. Yes, and I see direct correlation to my discipline on my quantitative stuff, did I get up at five? Did I brain train? Did I meditate? Did I get in the gym? Did I have a clean diet? Did I not drink? You could look straight up the line and look at the qualitative numbers mm. and they are they are one for one, right? right. And at scale, right, it's, it, you, you see you've gamified your discipline. Yes. Right, and in, in, in a sense, you've gamified driving the quality of your life, right? Which, what does that do? What do all those things actually deliver to you? You're just happier. You're more fulfilled. You feel better about yourself. You have more confidence. You have more belief, right? Like all of these things. But again, I started it in 2015. I was, I was never able to do an entire year until 2020. It took me five years to do an entire year. Now in, in 2021, um, I set my goals in 2021 based off of having an entire year of this data Mm. to be like i'm going to average 20 points above on the quality of life qualitative data and i'm going to be 80 percent on my health balance quantitative stuff and that's what i committed to only i am currently at like 21 and like 95 it just wow it like once i gamified it and now i'm playing i'm playing the stats like it made me even that much more disciplined and and excited and energetic to um, 
stay more disciplined, which in turn gives you more energy, more discipline, and more, more self-belief, more, more self-belief, more success, more, all these things that compound on top of each other because that's, you know, it, it really is a compound effect in all aspects of your life if, you're, if you see your life as all of these different systems that have the ability to expand, mm. right? Because as they expand and they, they're, they're harmonious, you, you get this extraordinary energy and build this, this great foundation that you grow into the ideal version of yourself yes. because that's ultimately everybody's goal, you know. If you could only do five things on a daily basis that would set you up for freedom, success, abundance, what would those five things be? I, I mean, I, I'm, to me, I, with, you know, it is my, the core five that I do. I'll skip brain train because that's just more like a discipline thing for fun. Uh, but you get up early. You know, mm-hmm. like, like lately I've been getting up at 4 and 4.30 uh, because it's like you, you get so much out of being highly organized and having time to get a ton of stuff um, executed before the chaos starts, yes. right? Because I don't care who you are, the chaos starts, you know, in my case, it starts at seven, the moment my kids, kids get up. Yeah. So everything that I can get done ahead of then uh, is is essential, right? And including free thinking and ideating and all these things that, that get lost when you're just going from thing to thing Busy, to thing yeah. and exhausted and then like veg out, get up, go thing to thing to thing, right? Like you're, the, the life force is constantly recalibrating and, and getting clarity on where your head is yes. uh, as part of it. But one, for sure, get up, get up early, meditate, you know, and everybody does it in a lot of different ways. But uh, like, I don't, I, meditation for me isn't get quiet and breathe. Mm. It is, I put headphones on, I get in a dome, and I listen to a guided manifestation meditation. That's like basically dry, like reinforcing my drive and ambition and hopes and dreams rather than trying to, to like, yeah, yeah. like bring peace. And it's a different style, but I think anytime you just take that like 20 minutes to be outside of your body and ultimately mm-hmm. the reality, if you will, is, is, is a great reset. And, you know, I, I think, you know, number one, far, you know, far and above is, is diet, man. I just so don't, cute. I don't, I don't care. I don't, there is, if I could boil down the core of my happiness, the core of my execution, the core of, it is literally clean diet, mm-hmm. right? And, and it also compounds, right? Yes. And it's, and it goes, it compounds back and forth. Right. Because like you, you can get clean and get a, a big momentum and you can just start to eat lightly bad and you just level off. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You definitely can't go a layer deeper, but it is, of course, the hardest one to maintain. It's mm. the battle between the upper self and lower self. Right. Yes. It is that 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 pure battle of like, you know, you know, you shouldn't be doing it, but like you just can't stop it. Then once you start it, we, here, here's the problem for someone like me. <laughs> I have to create all this discipline and right. gamify it to protect me from me because I will start to, to dip down. To justify, ah, just, yeah, you yeah. Know, I'll dip down and then I'll do like fake health for a while, <laughs> right? And then I'll be like, after my wife's birthday, then I'm going to get focused again. You're always like, you're, you're always like, like breaking that battle between my upper and lower self uh, is, is, you know, I would say even this year is probably the the only year, and I was committed to it again because I had the data and 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 like now seeing like gamifying it is like I just want my body composition this. You know what I mean? Like, cause no, I swear, like normally it would it would like literally summer dip back all right, back right, up right. in the winter. Starting over January 1. It's almost right, like right, in right. December, it's just pizza and wine. And cheese and oh, cookies, man. ice cream. It's, yeah. it's, and, and, and to me, it's like... So how do you, do you do an 80-20 approach to that? Do you have a cheap day? Like, how do you make sure you're not this disciplined yeah. freak of nature all day long and not also enjoying I, moments of... Yeah, I try to, like, like, not put a... I just try not to lose control. Yeah. Right? And and then I keep a foundation of and my foundation is just chicken, vegetables, right? Uh and intermittent fasting. That's it. Right? So I just no rice, no bread, no snacks, 
chicken and vegetables at like ten or eleven, chicken and vegetables at like three or four, and 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 then okay, it's date night. Like I'm gonna go with the wife, and wow. we're gonna go movie. I'll have popcorn, yeah, right? Yeah. Like it's, um, it's your baseline yes. that you can commit to, and then it's your now. It's a battle between mm-hmm. your upper and lower self. Where do I lose it? I in the spring when I went on vacation. Yeah. So I had to, and I got back into that same mode where yeah. I like I I dipped so quick. And it was a five-day trip to Combo. And I'm in a dogfight. It felt like I was, like, fighting to, like, get back to that extraordinary discipline, right? And and even even with this much discipline, I was still fighting it, you know? Mm -hmm. And and wavered throughout the summer, but... Stay commit committed to like let's 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 be let's be this year. Look at the look at how disciplined, how much better you feel about life. All the things that are happening to you, like like let this be the beginning. In at year five, I finally had like a pure year that I envisioned in 2016 that I was trying to sell to you that I was going to develop and be, and it took five years. It, and, and I just think that's another testament of like, you're talking, I'm so disciplined. I'm so committed, yet I still, highs and lows and chaos, like, it took me five years before I, well, really four years into the fifth year before I really got there, you know what I mean? Which is is just a testament to, like, having a plan and, and knowing that, hey, it's a... You're gonna grow into this over the next 25 years, yes. not try to do it Overnight. in six months, yeah. one year, two year, three years. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and it inspired you on your journey towards greatness. Make sure to check out the show notes in the description for a full rundown of today's show with all the important links. And also make sure to share this with a friend and subscribe over on Apple Podcasts as well. I really love hearing feedback from you guys. So share a review over on Apple and let me know what part of this episode resonated with you the most. And if no one's told you lately, I want to remind you that you are loved, you are worthy, and you are matter. And now it's time to go out there and do something great. How frustrating is it when you move into a new home and you're excited to settle in and furnish it, but then you're waiting weeks on end, sometimes even a whole month, for your new furniture to finally ship to you? Have you met All Modern? All Modern brings you the best of modern furniture and they deliver it for free in days, not weeks. Yep, that's right. They deliver it in days. Waiting weeks for your order to arrive isn't ideal, especially when you've just moved. Get your sofa ASAP from All Modern and sit comfortably while building out the rest of your space. That's Modern Made Simple. At All Modern, you'll find only the best of modern styles, from Scandi to mid-century and minimalist to maximalists. Every piece is hand-vetted for quality and designed for real life. Shop the best of modern outdoor furniture, timeless decor, and everything in between. Find timeless designs in every style that fold function and fun all in one. From small decor swaps to full room revamps, All Modern has you covered. Shop online at All allmodern.com or visit them in store in Linfield or Dedham, Massachusetts or in Austin, Texas. Imagine earning a degree that prepares you with real skills for the real world. Capella University's programs teach skills relevant to your career so you can apply what you learn right away. Learn how Capella can make a difference in your life at capella.edu.